Hello, I'm Bob. This is Sign News broadcasting from the Old Man's Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for the week ending Saturday the 7th of August. On behalf of everyone here on the Craig Avon Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are from the Portadown Times, Matt 21 could light up a room, says family. And from the Lurgan Mail, Centre hailed credit to staff about barrage of complaints. And now it's over to Ken, who brings you our first story. And now wrote a chemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday, the 8th of August, the chemist is J.R. Anderson of 92 Thomas Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week from Monday, the 9th of August, the chemist is J.R. Anderson of 23C Guildford Road, open until 7pm. There is no rotochemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 8th of August. The chemist is Boots of 44 Bar 46 Market Street, open from 7pm to 8pm. Next week from Monday the 9th of August, the chemist is N&R Gordon of 10 Market Street, open until 7pm. There is no rotochemist in Lurgan on Wednesday, and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Matthew 21 could light up a room, says family. Matthew Biggerstaff had the ability to light up a room with his bubbly personality and smile. These are the heartfelt words from the devastated family of the 21-year-old who lost his life in the workplace tragedy on Tuesday afternoon. The young man had been working at Toronto Limited, a cement factory in Tandragee, when an incident occurred. The the Northern Ireland Fire and Rescue Service and the Northern Ireland Air Ambulance attended the scene, as well as the PSNI. A former pupil of Tandragee Junior High School, Matthew was a very popular young man and his sudden death has plunged the town into great sadness. His family said, we are devastated at the sudden and tragic death of Matthew, who is a much-loved son, brother, grandson, cousin and nephew. Matthew had the ability to light up a room and his bubbly personality and his smile. Just like any other young person of 21, he loves spending time with his friends and he's a great friend to so many people. We will remember him most for his smile and his hugs. We would like to thank everyone who has been in touch with messages of sympathy and support. The fact that there have been so many messages that showed how much he was loved by everyone is a real comfort at this very difficult time. Local councillor Paul Berry said, it was, a very, it, it was with a very heavy heart when I learned of the sad and tragic death of young Matthew Biggerstaff at his workplace on Tuesday afternoon. I offer my deepest sympathy to his dad and mum, brother and wider uh, family circle at this very sad time. 
We also think of his fellow workers who were at the scene, and no doubt a very distressing time for them as well. The town is in total shock, and there is a very dark cloud of grief over the town and a heavy heart across the local community when we all learned of Matthew's death. Nuri and Armagh DUP MLA William Irwin said, I extend my thoughts, prayers and deepest sympathy to Matthew's family following his passing. The district has again been plunged into grief and it's only a few days since the awful tragedy at Scarva. And here again, we have a family mourning the loss of a young man. Cusher DUP Councillor Gareth Wilson said, it is so sad that a young man in the prime of life has sadly passed away in these circumstances. I sympathise with the family at this time and I know that the community will provide that necessary support and care in order to sustain them in the days ahead. Craig Evans' new South Lake Leisure Centre has been hailed a credit to staff even as councillors received what one called a barrage of complaints about the £37 million complex. As councillors moved to set up a working group to discuss and deal with issues surrounding the new centre, Sinn Féin's Catherine Nelson said some information circulating online was inaccurate and an unfair reflection on the centre. Suggesting a forum to be established to discuss the matter, the DUP's councillor Margaret Tinsley told the council's recent July meeting she had been contacted on six separate occasions in one day in respect of complaints about the complex. I have been speaking to a number of other councillors, she said, and I know I am not the only one that is receiving a barrage of issues and complaints. I think we need to have a forum to discuss those. Her party's group leader, Councillor Mark Baxter, seconded the proposal. I think it needs to be organised as a matter of urgency, he said. There seems to be a few issues and there probably are reasonable explanations, but we need to thrash those out. And now your sports news read by Brian Morrison. And not a lot of news due to the Olympics in Tokyo, but it is now August and the Irish Premier Football League is due to start on Saturday the 28th. But on Friday the 27th night, the big one, Portadown v Glenavon, is at Shamrock Park, and that's the opening fixture in this year's championship. Portadown played a friendly with Knockbreda on Saturday and drew to all. This was listed as a memorial match for the former Portadown and Northern Ireland uh, attendant the late Dirk McKinley, who had connections with Nakbreda. It was a fine training game and it gave the Reds a chance to try out some of their new signings, Harry Doherty in goals and ex-Crusaders defenders Matthew Ruddy and Oren Jackson. And Sammy McLeod and a return to Portadown of Harry Anderson. The Ports play at Donningstown Football Club in a friendly this Saturday. Local Portadown team, Anna United, they're now in the second tier league, the championship, and they have their first match starting the championship is this Saturday at home to Ards, while Lockall are at home to Dundella in the same league. And another local club, Rich Hill Football Club, plays Balamoney United in the first round of this year's Irish Cup. Meanwhile, Glenavon have extended contracts to Danny Parkas 
and Andrew Harmon and manager Gary Hamilton is particularly pleased with the Paris signing as he was last year's top scorer with 15 goals. The Lurgan Blues have also made a significant appointment off the field following the departure of long-time physiotherapist Lynn Carpenter. Chris Lochran has been appointed to the new position after the appointment process was completed and Gary Hamilton is pleased that he has accepted the position. The big football news in Northern Ireland this week was the news that Glentorn has splashed out £100,000 to sign another Irish League player, the first time that this sum has been reached. It is not long ago that the Glens were reported struggling financially, but it seems that a mystery foreign national has joined the club and is looking, it's looking good for the Glens. With this in mind, Bordodown and Glenavon will soon be looking out for a rich sponsor. So if you have any money give to give either of them, give them a ring and they will contact you. The player Portadown signed was Shea McCartan, the former Northern Ireland international, and he had scored 21 goals for Ballymena last season. So watch out for new signings with all the money floating about. Portadown's young goalkeeper last season, the Englishman uh, Jacob Carney, is full of praise for the time he had at Shamrock Park, as he has now signed a two-year contract with Sunderland. The Manchester United player joined the ports at Christmas and played 27 times and he came to Northern Ireland and rented a property and found it all strange in these lockdown times. But he is full of praise for all at Shamrock Park for the way he was assisted in, in the experience he had in the Irish League was excellent and he says he returned home a better player and a better person. Some bold news. Portadown, or big part, Lurgan B team did well to reach the this year's NIBA Junior Challenge Cup final. White was played on the Bondbridge Green. They came up against a very strong Whitehead B division side and lost by 104 shots to 54. However, there were Pleased to bring home the Arthur Chew Cup for the runners-up in this competition. And there, another result here in the bowls. Portadown 49, Dundonald 108 shots. Only Ken Lamond's rink number two came close to a win, losing by 23 shots to 16. Stock car racing. An action-packed evening of championship stock car Hot Rod Racing and Ranger Racing is due to take place at Tully Roan Oval this Saturday, with some coveted titles being raced for. Anathmore's Robbie Wright will defend his title in the in the Irish Open Championship. Other local stars, Rathrylands, Ivan Elliott and Lurgan's Johnny Patterson, will be taking part to try and win a title. Lockall, we're back to Lockall Football Club. Celebrated names from Lockall Football Club, uh, Proud's past, recently returned to Lakeview Park to honour the 
club's contribution of 97-year-old Hilbert Willis, a figure manager Dean Smith considers an inspiration to his current squad. Three of the club's most successful managers made the journey back to Lockall for the exhibition match, with Alfie Wiley and Jimmy Gardner in the dugout, plus Niall Curry among the past players offering support for Willis. With decades of dedication to Lockall in roles from groundsman to chairman, Willis has now had a stand renamed in recognition of his sterling service. The week at the weekend, the match centred on Willis's second, surrounded by his local family and friends, completing 100 lengths of the Lock. Lakeview pitch as part of the fundraising efforts to help his beloved Lockall. He set up his special goal in recognition of the financial impact of the coronavirus cor pandemic. <coughs> Monitor Smith says it was a credit to Hilbert at his age to complete the challenge and the response had been terrific and donations can be sent to Hilbert's goal on, on go fund ME and he says that they care a lot for Lockall who he says are a great family club. <coughs> Portadown man Johnny Leckie from Whiteside Hill who swam the North Channel in world record beating time built a swimming pool in his own garage to practice during lockdown. Jordan, he's 29, he left Donahue on Monday at 6.45am and completed the 35km swim <coughs> to Port Patrick, near Stranraer, in an incredible 9 hours, 5 minutes and 30 seconds, and reckons he was swimming at the rate of 4km per hour. And he is only the 84th person to have swam the channel successfully. Even at University, Jordan was returning home to help out at Lurgan Swimming Pool and many of the parents of the children at the club were going down to swim at Oxford Island with the Loch Ness Monster Dunkers and that's where he got into the swimming in the Loch. Golf. Fine conditions and a large turnout of spectators watched the, the, the golfers taking part in the Lock Golf Football Club's 21st anniversary golf classic, which was held at the Lock Golf course. The winner of the main event was Daniel Wright, just ahead of Gary Bird, closely followed by Richard Greenaway in third place. The main sponsor of the event was DA Architects Armagh, and the ball sponsor, sponsor was the Irwin Group, and that's all there's sports news. And now, crime. Jailed on his birthday after Larne incident. Police received several reports of a male with a knife threatening members of the public in the vicinity of Larne train station, a court heard on Tuesday. Details emerged as Maliki McCann of Churchill Park in Portadown appeared via video link from prison on his 23rd birthday. A prosecutor told Antrim Magistrates Court, sitting in Ballymena, 
At 10.30pm on June the 2nd this year, following the reports from Larn train station, police located a male matching the description a short distance away in the middle of the Harbour Highway A8 in Larn. The defendant was intoxicated and was shouting and swearing. A defence barrister said the defendant had ongoing issues with drugs and alcohol. On the date of the offence, McCann had been released on bail to a hostel in Larne. A defence lawyer said the defendant was assaulted in Larne that day. McCann was jailed for three months. Cold collar warning over rug cellar. Police received multiple reports from residents in the Bridge Street and Carrick Blacker areas of Portadown that a cold caller used coercive tactics to persuade them to buy Turkish rugs at high prices. A male was arrested in connection with these reports and is cooperating with a police investigation. A police spokesman said, if you're approached by a cold caller, do not engage or enter into arrangements uh, that you're not comfortable with. Make sure your homes and valuables are secure and report any suspicious activity to police on 101. A teenager allegedly attacked his ex-partner with a machete and trailed her over broken glass, the High Court heard last Wednesday, July the 28th. Prosecutors claimed he also pushed the 18-year-old female off a wall in Craigavon after screaming that she and their young child should die. The 17-year-old defendant cannot be identified because of his age. He faces charges of attempted grievous bodily harm with intent, assault occasioning actual bodily harm, possessing an offensive weapon with intent and threats to kill in connection with the incident on June the 19th. Adjourning the case, the judge requested more details before making any decision about releasing the accused. A withdrawal statement will be a factor this court will take into account with circumspection and no guarantee that bail will be granted. The Office of the Police Ombudsman Northern Ireland is investigating after two PSNI officers were videoed physically removing a wheelchair user from Lurgan Park. The video, widely shared across social media, appears to show officers carrying the woman by her arms as her legs are trailed behind. Another officer appears to be walking behind, pushing a wheelchair. Representing the woman in the video, Lurgan solicitor Pat Vernon said, Our client is deeply distressed by what occurred and we are determined to help her get answers to her questions as to what happened and why. We have been instructed to lodge a complaint with the Office of the Police Ombudsman for Northern Ireland and in order to allow a full and proper investigation by the Ombudsman, it would not be appropriate for us to comment further at this stage. Now, local government news. Commission takes issue with Lurgan Councillor's electoral lament. The Electoral Commission has taken issue with the Lurgan Councillor's recent comments lamenting the ongoing update of the electoral register in Northern Ireland. In the Lurgan Mail of July 22nd, while urging people to, re to register and so secure their right to vote, Sinn Féin's councillor Liam Mackle said, the move by the Electoral Commission to remove everyone en masse from the electoral register is bad for democracy. In a letter to the Mail, the head of Northern Ireland's Electoral Commission pointed out 
the current canvas of electors was not its decision, but rather a legal requirement. Councillor Mackle said, the purpose of the canvas is to ensure the electoral register is as accurate as complete uh, and complete as possible, and it is an opportunity for all eligible electors in Northern Ireland to ensure their details are up to date. The last canvas of electors took place in 2013, and our most recent analysis of the electoral register in 2018 found that one in four eligible voters in Northern Ireland were not correctly registered at their current address. The Electoral Commission is currently running a public awareness campaign to let people know that the register is being updated. You can register now at gov.uk forward slash register to vote. The SDLP's Dolores Kelly has chaired her party's proposal of a new programme aimed at stemming Northern Ireland's brain drain and encouraging young people into public service. Too many young people leave this place in part because they are frustrated at the slowness of change and in part because they look elsewhere for career opportunities, said the Upper Ban MLA. But despite the well-publicised issues in civil service capacity, they simply aren't encouraged to consider a career in public service. The SDLP's Make Change programme proposal is about addressing these, change, these issues, but more than that, it's about ex exciting a generation of young people here to get involved in public service careers to improve the lives of others. With the Make Change programme, the SDLP hopes to get high-achieving graduates, experienced professionals and ambitious school leavers into the civil service specifically to work on some of the most challenging priorities Northern Ireland faces. According to the party, some 80% of senior civil servants are over the age of 50, and just 1% of the entire workforce is under the age of 25. The SDLP believes the programme should commence in pilot form in summer 2022, in time for new graduates to apply for entry, and be assigned to cross-cutting projects under the PFG agreed by the new executive elected next year. SDLP finance spokesman Matthew O'Toole, MLA, has written to Finance Minister Conor Murphy, First and Deputy First Ministers, as well as the head of the Northern Ireland Civil Service, to set out the proposal in detail. Street lighting scheme healed great news for Craigavon. A 360,000 street lighting scheme to get underway on the A3 Lake Road on Monday, August the 9th, has been hailed great news for Craigavon. Infrastructure Minister Nicola Mallon recently threw the switch on the scheme to include the installation from roundabout one up to and including roundabout three of new street lighting columns and replacement underground cables with new LED lights. It is important, she said, that adequate street lighting not only improves the quality of lighting, but is more energy efficient, given my commitment to climate action. I would like to thank the public and local residents in advance for their cooperation and ask that they comply with all temporary traffic restrictions while these much needed works are completed. Party colleague and Upper Ban MLA Dolores Kelly cheered the news as underscoring her party's commitment to regionally balanced infrastructure. Subject to weather conditions, the scheme is expected to be completed by the end of September 2021. 
Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council's monthly meeting was adjourned as a mark of respect following the recent death of Alderman Junior McCrum. The DUP's Mr McCrum passed away following a long battle with illness. Having first been elected to Banbridge District Council in 2005, he held his seat in each subsequent election and was duly elected to serve upon the creation of Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council. With council scheduled to meet for its monthly meeting last Monday, councillors from across the borough gathered in Craigavon Civic Centre. Rather than discuss council business, they used the occasion to pay tribute to the highly respected alderman and send condolences to his family. The meeting was adjourned after a suggestion by Lord Mayor Glenn Barr. O'Dowd invites Minister to see for himself Craigavon Lake's algae problem. Sinn Féin's John O'Dowd has invited Minister for Agriculture, Environment and Rural Affairs Edwin Poots to see for himself the problem caused by algae blooms at Craigavon Lakes. The Upper Ban MLA said he had written to the Minister to ask that he intervenes directly to resolve the problem. In recent years, during a warm spring and summer, the lakes had been covered in blue algae, which can be toxic to both humans and animals, he said. The algae also makes the lakes look very unsightly. Mr O'Dowd said the Department of Ag Agriculture, Environment and Rural Affairs was jointly responsible with the ABC Council for managing the lakes and he urged the department to proactively seek a solution to the matter. Armagh City Banbridge and Craig Avonborough Council has a new management structure as of Monday, the August the 2nd. Roger Wilson remains the Council's Chief Executive and Deputy Returning Officer, responsible for the Council's internal audit, communication and design services, the Lord Mayor's Office and CE support. Former Strategic Director Mark Parkinson is now Deputy Chief Executive Officer. Sharon McNeil is now Strategic Director for Strategy and Performance. Strategy Director for Community and Growth, Olga Murta will be responsible for environmental health, tourism, arts and culture, community development, planning, building control and economic development service. Strategic Director for Neighbourhood Services, Sharon O'Gorman will be responsible for environmental services, health and recreation and estates and asset management. Upper Ban MLA Jonathan Buckley has questioned a decision by a number of health trusts to cancel cancer surgeries at the end of July. A member of the Northern Ireland Assembly's Health Committee, he put on record his grave concern at the decision, he said, adding for this to occur during the summer months due to COVID pressures when hospital admissions have been considerably lower than previous waves is totally unacceptable. Among those cancellations were 24 cancer surgeries scheduled to take place within the Belfast Trust, as well as life-saving kidney transplants. Council apologises for rare breeds farm inconvenience. Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavonborough Council, owner of the rare breeds animal farm at Tannockmore, has apologised for any inconvenience caused by its one-day closure last week while Northern Ireland Electricity carried out essential maintenance nearby. The listed Georgian farmhouse and grounds, home to many animals traditionally found across Ulster a hundred years ago, 
including moiled cattle and saddleback pigs, is reportedly the only rare breed survival trust approved farm park on the island of Ireland. Upper Ban MLAs Dolores Kelly and John O'Dowd have individually welcomed Infrastructure Minister Nicola Mallon's announcement that she has granted planning permission for the Casement Park Stadium. The SDLP's Mrs Kelly said her party had delivered for the GAA family, while Sinn Féin's Mr O'Dowd said the news would give greater impetus to the All-Ireland Strategic Rail Review. This is a historic day for the GAA as the SDLP and our Minister deliver the final planning approval for Casement Park, said Mrs Kelly. Finally, the GAA will have its home in Ulster. This has been a long process for the GAA, but since the SDLP went back into government last year, we were determined to deliver for the GAA family across our island. And I am delighted our Minister Nicola Mallon has done just that. It's critical now that everything is done to get it built. Mr O'Dowd said this is an exciting and long overdue outcome, especially with regard to infrastructure. Casement Park will become the premier GAA stadium in the province of Ulster and its proximity to road and rail networks will see increased traffic from the south and west. Areas businesses need economy minister to step up to the mark. Sinn Féin MLA John O'Dowd has called on the economy minister to act to take advantage of what he described as the special economic circumstances the Northern Ireland Protocol affords businesses. The Upper Ban representative said, I welcome the publication of a new report from the Institute of Irish Studies led by Professor Peter Sherlow, which found that the Protocol provides a North with a specialist economic status with the EU, which should be built upon to attract jobs and investment. The Minister needs to be working with the Invest NI and the Executive International Offices to build on this unique and lucrative advantage the Protocol provides. Northern Ireland Protocol tinkering won't cut it, says Lockhart. The tinkering around the edges of the Northern Ireland Protocol won't cut it, a new way forward must be found. So said Upper Ban MP and DUP Environment, Food and Rural Affairs spokesperson Carla Lockhart as she rejected recent EU proposals to address concerns surrounding the protocol. The protocol is causing many issues for local farmers, she said, not least in relation to issues like the availability of plant protection products, but also in terms of the reorientation of trade that is not good for Northern Ireland as a whole and the relationship we enjoy with our largest marketplace, mainland GB. My party leader, Sir Geoffrey Donaldson, is quite right in saying what the EU has put forward does not go far enough. Something much more fundamental needs to be done here to address the extreme detrimental impact the protocol is having across our entire economy and day-to-day -day life. Since its 2019 launch, Armagh City, Banbridge and Craig Avonborough Council's procurement support programme has helped close, close to 100 local small and micro businesses gain new skills and knowledge to win more contracts, the local authority reports. Designed to improve the tendering capabilities of ABC businesses with fewer than 50 employees, the Win More Business Procurement Programme 
aims to support the growth and development of what has been hailed a key sector. It has provided 96 local businesses with tailored support, including one-to-one -one mentoring, bespoke online workshops and expert guidance and assistance from experienced procurement professionals to help the businesses enhance their tender writing skills and boost their win rate. And now, deaths in the community. 29th July 2021, peacefully in Craigavon Area Hospital, late of Willow Grove Care Home and formerly of Corcrini Place, Lurgan, Ruth Ewing, dearly loved mother of Carolyn and Ian. Montgomery, Nee Craig, Dorothea Dora, called home 29th July 2021, peacefully at St. Patrick Care Home, Banbridge, in her 101st year. Dearly devoted wife of the late John, loving mother of John and Sheila. Mum of three, Carly Higgins, dies after a battle with long COVID. A heartbroken teenager has revealed how his 38-year-old mum died suddenly last Saturday after months battling the after-effects of COVID-19. Carol Carly Higgins Sheridan died suddenly early on Saturday morning at the Craigavon home she shared with her husband Joe and children Joshua, 18, Brandon, 14 and Ariana, 12. Though Carly had long-term physical and mental health issues, and long COVID had taken its toll, her family are still in shock that she died so suddenly. The community is rallying around the family after Joshua set up a GoFundMe page to help with his mum's funeral costs. In setting up the GoFundMe page, Joshua said, I completely understand times are hard, but anything would help lessen the blow and alleviate the stress of my mum's passing. She was an incredible woman who would be greatly missed and loved forever. Thank you so much for reading this post or for donating. The Pain Unbearable A little over 10 weeks after the tragic death of Achille toddler Harry McGee, his mother said the pain in his family's heart is unbearable. Aged just two years and 10 months, Harry died after an accident at his home in the Boghead Road area and following the tragedy, his family is struggling to cope unable to return to work and broken with grief. Leanne spoke about Harry and her family's heartache after the tragic loss on May the 25th this year. He was a happy, bright little boy who just loved life, she said. He was also very clever when it came to technology. He was a daddy's boy and just loved going in the van or lorry. He loved soft play and the park. He just loved being outdoors. It's Haven Area Hospital. It is understood there's been significant pressure placed on the out-of-hours service, commonly referred to as doctor on call, for the past three weeks, and at present 80% of the GP rota remains unfilled for the rest of the summer. This shortfall is being addressed by the further deployment of nursing and pharmacy staff working in the service, but with the pressures on the service, the contingency plan has been put into place to best manage the service with the staff available. Typically, the urgent care out of our service is a telephone service offering advice and treatment to those patients with urgent medical symptoms that cannot wait until their own GP reopens. It operates on weekdays from 6pm to 8am 
weekends and bank holidays through the phone line 028 3839 9201. Only those with urgent medical symptoms that cannot wait until their GP surgery reopens should call this out of our service. Anyone with potentially life-threatening symptoms should go, should go to the emergency department or call 999. You can also use the Northern Ireland Symptom Checker at www.nidirect.gov.uk forward slash campaigns forward slash illnesses and conditions. A Lurgan contingent is joining a party of fundraisers planning to walk the 100 miles from Dublin's Croke Park to the home of Tully Lish GAC at Lawrencetown near Guildford for the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice. The 25-strong group is stepping up and stepping out in the name of JJ Doran, the three-year-old son of Tully Lish club stalwart Vincent Doran. JJ has cerebral palsy and life-limiting disabilities as a result of brain injuries sustained during his traumatic birth in 2019. He requires 24-hour care. The family support and family events the hospice runs gives JJ's parents a chance to chat to others who are on a similar journey. We have met some amazing people, they said. The hospice's respite facility Horizon House has been hugely significant for us as a family. The trek from Croke Park to Tully Lish will be undertaken over three days, September the 3rd to the 5th, with a determined convoy following a longer, more scenic route along the east coast to avail of quieter roads. In the initial stage, the hospice hikers will dander from the Croke Park halfway line to Balbriggan via Portmarnock, Malahide and Skerries. Day two will see JJ's troops march to Dundalk along the old Dublin road crossing the River Boyne at the midpoint of their excursion. And Sunday, the, September the 5th, the final leg will bring them along the Newry Canal towpath to Guildford where they will be joined by other Tully List GSE members for a triumphant concluding three miles stride to their Park Nanog home. An hour of specialist palliative care for a child costs £37.25, pence, while £75.50 pays for two hours of support for a family whose child has been diagnosed with a life-limiting condition. Craigavon Hospital's catering team shortlisted for prestigious award. Catering staff at Craigavon Hospital had their workload double from 1,000 to 2,000 meals a day during the COVID-19 pandemic. The start, this startling statistic was revealed that the hospital's catering team reached the final of the prestigious Public Sector Catering Awards 2021. The pandemic brought huge challenges for the catering team as they had to deal with new restrictions, including the inability of staff to eat on wards, social distancing and the use of PPE. Now they have been shortlisted in the Team of the Year category for their outstanding commitment and contribution in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The team provides a range of hot food, snacks and drinks for both patients and staff throughout the busy hospital. Paying tribute to our catering team, Anita Carroll, Assistant Director of Functional Support Services said, 
Like other support services, including domestic services, switchboard, laundry and portering, the catering team are greatly valued for ensuring the effective running of our hospitals. Winners will be announced at the National Awards Ceremony on the 9th of September in London. New poll data suggests ABC Borough, borough residents may be the least likely in Northern Ireland to back integrated education as the province's main educational model. On the upside for the Integrated Education Fund, who commissioned the poll, more than half of those surveyed in the borough did believe integrated education should be the norm. Asked if all schools, regardless of type, should aim to have a religious and cultural mix of pupils, teachers and governors, a significantly greater number, 72%, agreed. That said, the 53% favouring integrated education as the norm was 9% shy of the next lowest figure, 62% in Mid-Ulster and fell significantly short of the almost 72% average across Northern Ireland's 11 district councils. Asked if they would support a proposal by their child's school to become integrated, 58% of ABC respondents agreed. Again, the lowest percentage recorded 10% behind Mid-Ulster, 68% and 15% below the average of 73%. The survey of more than 2,000 people from all areas of the community was conducted for the IEF by Belfast-based pollsters Lucid Talk. Significant surge in COVID cases putting pressure on hospital beds. A significant surge in COVID-19 cases is putting pressure on hospital beds. The Southern Health Trust area has the highest number of Northern Ireland deaths outside Belfast and currently its ICU are at almost full capacity. The Trust issued an appeal after experiencing severe pressures on beds due to COVID patients, saying it was critical hospitals dis discharge patients as soon as safe to do so. In the seven days to Monday past, six people died in the Trust area as a result of COVID-19 bringing the total number of deaths since the pandemic began to 295. A total of 248 children under the age of 18 had tested positive for COVID-19, while 330 between the ages of 20 and 39 had tested positive also. Of those in the 40 to 59 age group, 158 had tested positive, while 39 people in the 60 to 79 age group had a positive result and 23 in the over 80s age group. A spokesman said, we ask that only those who really need to come to our hospitals attend. Please come along if you can, wear a face covering, keep your distance, use hand sanitizer and follow the guidance of our staff at all times. To counter the spread of the Delta variant, prevent further hospitalizations and pressure on our system, we appeal to everyone to please attend for both doses of the vaccine. We thank everyone for your continued support and cooperation during this difficult time. A former Lismore student who scored top marks on the island of Ireland as an accounting technician's Ireland apprentice is urging more students to follow his path. Oren Nadine 
21, is now studying to become a fully qualified accountant with the help of his employer, Noel Kahn and Company, in Armagh City, to whom he had been apprenticed. Hospital department reopens after major renovation. Craigavon Area Hospital's Respiratory and Sleep Innovation Department has reopened after major renovations. The department reopened within the last fortnight, its Daisy Hill counterpart having reopened along with the emergency department in October. A £210,000 investment helped improve ventilation, create more space and install new equipment, giving the respiratory and sleep team capacity to see up to 70 patients a day across both sites. An online fundraiser for the family of Lurgan father of four, Caelan Doyle, who died suddenly last month, has raised £11,000. A devoted family man, Caelan lived with his partner Ashley and three boys, Caelan, Owen and Ruin, as well as their baby girl, Lucy. Family friend Mark Elliott, who organised the fundraiser, wrote on the GoFundMe page, We are raising funds for the family of the late Caelan Doyle, our good friend, colleague and neighbour. Everything I do, I do for Jake and all the little Jakes out there. An ABC councillor who lost her own son Jake when he was just two years old has vowed never to let up on the issue of funding to cover the cost of burying a child aged under 18. It has been said to me on occasion that I used my grief or that I should move on, said councillor Julie Flaherty when she recently raised the subject in council. I never will, nor do I want to. I ask for these things because this is my experience and this is the life I live. Everything I do, I do for Jake and all the little Jakes out there. Applauding council colleagues for their support when she introduced the subject in 2018 and speaking of her pride that ABC Council was first to waive burial fees for children under the age of 18, the Ulster Unionist councillor said Northern Ireland nevertheless lags behind the rest of the UK in having failed to introduce a children's funeral fund as mentioned in the New Decade New Approach deal. She was disappointed, she said, that no progress had since been made and she called on the Council to write to both the Communities Minister, Deidre Hargay, and Finance Minister, Conor Murphy, calling for the fund to be introduced. The area's Anglican parishioners are among churchgoers being asked to keep wearing face coverings for the time being, following the removal of the mandatory requirement during services in places of worship. In a statement posted to the Shankill Parish Church Facebook page, Archbishop John McDowell pointed out face coverings would still be legally required when entering and exiting church buildings, but he went on to strongly encourage parishioners to continue wearing them when attending church, as the benefits, he said, outweighed the risks. The Archbishop also encouraged maintenance of social distancing in line with guidance. His statement in the wake of the recent Northern Ireland executive decision to remove the mandatory requirement for face coverings during religious services in place of worship read, Please be aware that although the former regulations are now being moved to guidance only, face coverings will still be legally required when entering and exiting the building. 
It is also strongly advised that they are worn while singing or moving around inside the church premises. This new guidance only applies to acts of worship. The clear guidance from the chief medical officer and chief scientific officer, officer remains that face coverings should continue to be worn. Therefore, parishioners are strongly encouraged to continue wearing face coverings for the time being when attending church services as the benefits, particularly in regard to the welfare of others, outweigh the risks. Congregational singing also considerably increases the risk of the spread of the virus, so wearing a face covering is necessary mitigation against that risk. AIB branch closures scandalous. The impending closure of AIB's Lurgan branch, its last in all of County Armagh, has been condemned as scandalous. The brickbat came from Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon for a councillor's alderman Jim Spears at the local authority's recent July meeting, where he asked Chief Executive Roger Wilson to write to the bank expressing the council's dismay at the planned November closure. AIB recently announced plans to close eight of its branches, including Lurgan, because of ongoing changes in the way consumers interact with their banks. More voices have joined the clamour for a Southern Trust rethink on newly announced maternity service restrictions said to be causing immense distress among new and expectant parents. All agree action is needed to address the impact of restrictions imposed on visitation at pre- and post-birth maternity appointments. Among the most recent to speak out were Upper Ban MP Carla Lockard and ABC Alliance councillor Owen Tennyson. Mrs Lockard said she had been inundated with distraught parents following the introduction of new arrangements and Mr Tennyson, while understanding the reasons behind the restrictions, spoke of the great anxiety they had caused. Both appealed to the Southern Trust and Health Minister Robin Swan to reconsider. It follows an earlier call from Sinn Féin councillor Catherine Nelson who likewise took her concerns to Mr Swan and the Trust Chief Executive. Work to start on 137,000 resurfacing of Jervis Street. Work is to start next month on a 137,000 resurfacing scheme in Portadown with some delays expected. The Department for Infrastructure Minister Nicola Mallon revealed the scheme in Jervis Street will include the resurfacing of 480 metres of road and the upgrading of road drainage. Minister Mallon welcomed the scheme. This investment will greatly improve the strength and service quality of this section of Jervis Street, Portadown, to the benefit of local residents and those who travel through the area. I would like to thank the public and local residents in advance for their cooperation and ask that they comply with all temporary traffic restrictions while these much needed works are completed. And due to the nature of the scheme, it will be necessary to operate a daily road closure between the hours of 9.30am and 4.30pm from Monday, August the 16th to Friday, August the 27th. During these times, diversions will be in place. The road will be open to traffic in the evenings and weekends. Local access for residents and emergency services will be maintained at all times during the works, However, some delays may be experienced. Completion of the works by August the 27th 
is, depend, is dependent on favourable weather conditions. The Department will keep the public informed of any change. The Roadworks has been welcomed by Upper Ban MP Carla Lockhart and SDLP MLA Dolores Kelly. Jim and Barbara McMahon celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary this week. The couple were married at St Gowan's Church, Seagull, on Thursday, August 5th, 1971. Jim and Barbara have lived in Tandragee for the last 50 years. Jim is originally from Tandragee and Barbara from Guildford Road, Portadown. Their children, Caroline, Jacqueline and Elaine, wish the couple a happy 50th anniversary. Patients and their families are being urged to support timely discharge from hospitals as the health service continues to deal with severe bed pressures due to the escalating demands of COVID-19. The Health and Social Care Board says services remain under serious pressure with hospitals working beyond capacity at present and many very ill patients waiting for beds. The essential cooperation of patients and their families and carers on discharge will help free up beds during this extremely challenging time, a spokesperson said. To help us free up essential beds required for very sick patients, health and social care is sending out an urgent appeal to patients and families. If patients are deemed medically fit by the consultant or senior doctor to go home, they and their families should ensure there are arrangements in place to be picked up promptly on the day of discharge. Medical and nursing teams can help you make these arrangements. If patients are deemed medically fit by the consultant or senior doctor to go home and are waiting on a care home placement, HSC Trust staff will allocate the first place that is suitable for you. This may not necessarily be your first choice, but it is important to note that HSC Trusts will work closely with you to move your family member to your first choice at a later date. If you are deemed medically fit by the consultant or senior doctor to go home and there is a delay in sourcing new or additional home care, domiciliary care, you may be discharged and these elements of your care package will be organised when you get home. Additional family support may be required until the home care package is finalised. HSC Director of Social Care and Children, Brendan Whittle, added, Everyone is aware from ongoing daily media reports that health and social care across the region is again currently under huge strain due to current COVID-19 surge. We are in very challenging times, so we are asking you to help us so we can help others who are very ill and need a hospital bed. We continue to need our, your support. Our staff are continuing to work hard to ensure that patients receive the treatment and care that they need. To help them, we are asking that patients do not remain in hospital any longer than necessary. We also need families to provide transport to transfer loved ones from the hospital in a timely manner when required. We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. If you're going into hospital or on holiday, please let us know and we can put a hold on the service for a few weeks. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week 
and to Mackles for collecting the Bododown Times and Lurgan Mail for us, and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news this week were Russian and Ken, our technician was Andrew, and reading with me this week were Russian and Ken. From the newsroom at the Old Manse, this is Bob signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet. Sound News is a Craig Avon talking newspaper production. Try to pick it up, reading the signs, it's turning up the